Mangalamurti Marthanandana Sakala When we chant, whatever else is happening, we're asking ourselves to remember to come back to chanting. Like right now, you might be thinking about what I'm saying. That's okay, but once we start to chant, when you catch yourself thinking about it, just let it go and come back. Krishna Das knows about staying focused, being on a path of twists and turns, and feeling filled with devotion. Once an aspiring rock and roll star, now the Grammy Award-nominated musician is known throughout the world for his long sessions of sacred chanting, kirtan, call and response evocations of the divine. When he and Nina Rao taught workshops on ecstatic chant at Omega Institute, hundreds of students, both familiar with and new to kirtan, came to sing, to dance, to become part of a community seeking expression, connection, through song. This is Dropping In from Omega Institute, a podcast that explores the many ways to awaken the best in the human spirit. I'm Karen Michelle. Om Namas Chandakai. 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 Nearly all religious and spiritual practices include a sonic expression of faith. While kirtan is a Sanskrit word and the chants are to Hindu deities, in recent decades Westerners have been drawn to kirtan, adapting the music and instrumentation, key among them Krishna Das. For his sessions on the practice of chanting, the mood was of anticipation, a sense of incipient joy. The stage was set with flowers and a large ohm symbol as backdrop. In front, on the floor, or in chairs, sat a mix of generations. It was morning, so when he took the stage, Krishna Das proceeded to wake them up. Hello? Are we here? Well, it's early in the morning. So, the idea is to pay attention, okay? And be with whatever arises. If it's pleasant, fine. If your knee hurts, be with that too. You don't have to manipulate your emotions. You don't have to try for some particular kind of feeling. There was a very great saint in uh, the 1800s in India named Sri Ramakrishna. You might have heard of the, the book Gospel of Ramakrishna. It's one of the great classics in Indian spirituality, any spirituality. And uh, he, he described how the practice of the repetition of the name works. And it's very interesting. 
not for what it says only, but for what it doesn't say. He said that every repetition of one of these names of God, these holy names, <clears throat> sacred names, is a seed. And that every repetition of these names is a seed, and every seed has potential, potentiality and power within it. Just like a huge tree can come from a tiny little seed. So he says that <clears throat> through the repetition of the name, these seeds get thrown out and they're carried by the wind. <clears throat> and uh, they get caught on the roof of an old house in the middle of the jungle, right? And this house, the roof was made uh, from these clay tiles. And in those days, they didn't bake the tiles so much in an oven, but just in the sun. So they weren't very hard. So the seeds of the repetition of the name get caught by the wind and land on the roof of this old house. And they get stuck between the tiles. And then over time and seasons, rain and snow and whatever else, the seeds, the tiles get soft. They break down. And at that point, the seeds of the repetition of the name begin to grow. And they grow and they grow and they grow. And they destroy the roof of the house. <clears throat> and they keep growing. And they wind up destroying the whole house. All the roots growing, breaking down the walls of this house. But Ramakrishna says that house is who we think we are. And think about a house. There's walls, right, that separate the inside from the outside. So with us, there's me. And then there's you. You're on the outside, I'm here in the middle, in the inside. And that's what's broken down. This And a house, of course, is temporary, right? It's put together with stuff and it falls apart. Eventually. Just like me. And you're me too. <laughs> Don't forget it. We're going for the big one. We're trying to dissolve our temporary, illusory sense of a separate self. And because we think we are who we think we are, we got to do some practice. If we didn't think we are who we think we are, we wouldn't be who we think we are. Right? Right? Shivaya. Om Namah Shivaya.
with Krishna Das is about being, being oneself and being a vehicle, seeking a road to God by whatever name. We'll hear about his journey to find and be on the road that led him to sacred song. But first, a word about Omega Institute for Holistic Studies. For more than 40 years, Omega has been hosting workshops and retreats on yoga, mindfulness, art, sustainability, women's leadership, health. It's a rich mix. And with this podcast, I'm introducing you to some of the remarkable teachers exploring Omega's mission to awaken the best in the human spirit. To learn more about Omega, visit eomega.org. That's E-O-M-E-G-A dot O-R-G. Better yet, make this podcast your entry point into all things Omega. Subscribe to Dropping In, leave a review, 
and tell a friend. Often called KD, Krishna Das's parents named him Jeff, but in 1971, his guru, Neem Karoli Baba, also known as Maharaji, gave him the name he subsequently become known by. That was after months of Maharaji simply calling him Driver, apt as he'd been a school bus driver in upstate New York, and because he became his teacher's driver, taking over those duties from Ram Das, he of Timothy Leary's psychedelics and later Be Here Now fame. It was through Ram Das that the young man who was then Jeff met his guru and his path. Though Neem Karoli Baba passed on in the mid-1970s, for KD, his guru is always present, as he explained when we spoke at his home north of New York City. He was the most human being I've ever met, and the most divine. There was no difference for him. It was all love. It was all God everywhere. And he was a human being, and he expressed feelings through his human body and love and compassion and kindness and uh, transmitted that presence of, of God, of love. And is that what you seek to do? I'm, I'm just his radio, his transmitter. He, he turns me on, turns me off and transmits when he cares, when he, when he wants to. That's all I, that's the way I see it. I don't feel like I'm doing anything telling the truth. If you want my experience, other people have their own versions of what happens and who I am. I get a lot of that. But uh, my experience is that I'm singing to him and he's transmitting to, to me as well as everybody else. And so people feel it. I'm not trying to do anything to anybody. I'm not even trying to do anything for anybody other than share what's helped me and what helps me in my life every day. Other than that, it would be uh, ridiculous to, to think that uh, the person you just described could do anything to help anybody. But this, I see it, and my experience is that it's all his grace and it's all his doing, actually. I mean, people have dreams of him. Did I give them their dream? I can't even... I can't even take a headache away from myself without aspirin or Tylenol, Advil. So it's not me. It's not the, the person you mentioned before, Jeff. But Krishna Dasmi is a servant of God, and my guru is God. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 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 Hare work and in your in your teaching talk about the name of the names of God and that it's it's one essentially were you, you say that Nina, that the name and the, and what is named are not different they don't say it's one because that's 
the subtleties involved, the philosophical bullshit, but they say not different. So that means, and Maharaji said, go on, sing your lying, fake, false Ram Ram. One of these days you say it right once, boom, that's it. The real Ram will come. So the idea is that that the name and what is named are not different. So when we're repeating the name, if we really could fully give ourselves to the repetition, 100% to that moment, the real Ram would come, will come when that happens. In the meantime, it's a purification for our hearts and our lives and all those things. It's a practice which, which creates, which ripens our hearts to be able to speak that name purely just even one time. Were, were you as, as a child raised in a religious tradition? Mickey Mouse, Roy Rogers, uh, uh, Andy's Gang, those were my religions. Children's Theater. Uh, no, my parents were about Jewish as the Pope. You know, they didn't, there was no belief in anything in my family. Nobody ever believed anything. And uh, so I grew up with no belief in or, or, or understanding that there might be anything else in life other than what's visible with your physical eyes and experiencing through the senses, which is what, the way most people grow up. And even the people who supposedly have faith in God, it's just wishful thinking, really, for the most part. So how did your family respond when you journeyed to India and, and met your No, I didn't tell them I was going forever, which I was. My plan was to leave and never come back. Didn't happen that way, as Krishna Das recounts in his book, Chance of a Lifetime, that's C-H-A-N-T-S. Krishna Das, Jeff back then, was at heart a musician. He was drawn to the chants, learning them, singing them to his guru and becoming what he refers to as a kirtanwala, a vendor in effect of sacred chants, just as in India a chaiwala offers sweet hot spice tea. But after his guru's death, it was many years before KD was able again to chant the songs of devotion he'd learned at Maharaji's feet. And he did so at a yoga studio in New York. It's in New York in the mid-1990s that Nina Rao, who became his business manager and frequent collaborator, first heard him. Though, unlike KD, she grew up hearing the chants in India. My mother and her sisters, they could all chant. They knew the chants. And we followed along. And it was just the idea of everybody getting together and chanting. We'll be back with more chanting, possibly by you, and a visit with KD's co-teacher Nina Rao in the next episode of Dropping In. Dropping In is a presentation of Omega Institute, dedicated to awakening the best in the human spirit. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. And to learn more about Omega, visit our website at eomega.org. I'm Karen Michelle. Dropping In is written and produced by me. The editor is Katherine Stifter. The music and mix are by Scott Mueller, and Callie Alpert is the executive producer. Thanks for dropping in.